Hello, this is Hector Vladimir on the second episode of Living Off the Grid in the City. Last episode, I covered the introductory topic of the disadvantages of being part of the current existing energy system. I specifically covered two main points, the economic related points as to the disadvantages of supporting and being part of the system. Uh, one of them was that it was economically disadvantageous because you paid for a lot of energy not used. It's very inconvenient to save energy in the current system. And also I covered how the system is highly inefficient, highly corrupt, corruptible and filled with bad practices and social and environmental damages or disadvantages. Those are very broad points that I just hovered over and looked at briefly. Today I wanted to, among other things, cover the disadvantages of uh, supporting or being part of the current power system as it is in the aspect of social disadvantages, specifically not only here in the United States but also abroad in other countries. Uh, the oil and gas and nuclear, coal, the whole power industry is highly harmful for many societies throughout the world. Not only in the oil and gas producing countries that are traditionally known to be riddled with conflict like some countries in Africa, Sudan, Angola, South Africa, just to name a few. The Middle East, we shouldn't even go into that. Most of us know that the Middle East has been torn with conflict and war in very large part because of their oil, gas, and other energy resources. Also in America, here in the American continent, not only North America but South and Central, are highly affected areas or continents that, as a result of the energy industry, are highly affected and have been historically abused and used by higher powers bigger and more capable powers to exploit them. This is a historical fact that only a Yahoo or Google search can reveal all the atrocities and all the abuses and the exploitations that have happened throughout history. And this is recent history. This is not ancient or long ago history. This is within the last 50 years, which is a blink of an eye when considering modern history. Many South American countries, for example, have been exploited just in the last 40 to 50 years by foreign powers, including the United States, but not only the United States, also countries such as China, most recently since the rise of power in China, economic power that is, and military, but also countries like Russia, a lot of European countries have got their hands bloody and oily, tarnished with blood and oil because of their exploitation campaigns in many, many South American countries. Just in a few, Colombia, Peru, a lot of the Central American countries, Brazil, with its vast energy resources, just to mention one, wood, which is a very, very often used energy source. Coal, metals are very heavily mined all over South America. Venezuela has been found to have one of the world's largest deposits of crude oil in the world and this is just recently maybe in the last couple of decades 
it has been discovered that Venezuela is a leading power when it comes to oil production. Uh, the social disadvantages of the current energy system, most notably the oil industry, is vast. And we will probably only delve into it, only look it over very, very broadly and from very far up because it's such a huge area to discuss. Just to touch a few points, conflict, health issues, political power struggles, which is a major cause for conflict, environmental catastrophes, huge three main areas, conflict, health, and environment. There are more, but those three alone would take volumes to cover. As it is evident, if you go to your local library, or visit your search engine and just do a quick lookup. And this is a study. I'm talking about like peer-reviewed studies. You do a quick peer-reviewed study lookup on one of the depositories for studies and they're filled with these few problem areas caused by the energy industry. Again, health, environment, and conflict. Health. Very many people. I don't have any numbers in front of me right now. But I'm talking over 100,000 since the beginning of very rapid growth for the energy industry, especially oil, gas, and coal. Many, many people have had very serious health complications or have died because of these mining efforts for energy. Just to name one right off the bat, coal mining. Even in the state of Alabama where I was living not long ago, perhaps just less than a couple of months ago, close to Birmingham, it's got a historical record when it comes to coal mining and other types of mining. And I myself met many individuals, close to half a dozen, that were ex-mine workers. Some of them were sick. Most of them knew people that had died because of, uh, for example, black lung disease out of coal mines. I met one in particular that was uh, seriously sick, disabled because of uh, his work as a miner at a coal mine. He was unable to breathe normally. He was unable to move around. He had issues with his uh, limbs. Nevertheless, he was proud to have been a coal miner for 20 plus years, even though he's now crippled and unable to function normally because of health issues caused by many of the mining practices used back then and today. Coal mining is still a very hazardous and dangerous job as far as health is concerned. Oil and gas, huge amount of health issues worldwide because of the practices, because of the mining, because of the pumping of oil. Oil produces nauseous and harmful toxic gases when pumped out of the ground. Many, many chemicals and gases are released, very, very hard to contain and very expensive. Companies do not and will not completely protect the workers that work at these pumping facilities because it's just so costly. It's nearly impossible to completely protect workers from the harmful effects. They know that they will have health problems. That's why they try to offset the problem by offering them, you know, a nice pension, nice pay, very, very comprehensive insurance packages, health treatment. Like I said, I met some individuals that had uh, health issues, but nevertheless, they were nicely paid. Their health expenses were covered. And this is here in the United States. This is an advanced nation, especially when it comes to health care and pension. Disabled benefits is well advanced, more so than many or most of the countries here in the Americas. But when you consider the problem, the health problem that is, that is caused by uh, energy production as it is now, when you consider the problem through a world 
wide lens. It is a catastrophe, just to say the least. I mean, the problem is so huge, it probably hasn't been considered or recognized by the world. If they did, it would be a revolution if the true fact about the number of individuals dying and sick and getting sick daily from the practices of mining for energy in the traditional sense, coal, oil, gas. I mean, if it were known, I'm talking mainstream, if most people, or at least a large part of the population were to find out problems that these operations cause to human health, human health alone, there would be many changes. But studies on uh, such problems are few and far in between. Comparatively, there are very many, but comparatively, there are few. They are also obscure. Most people don't go to a uh, scientific search engine like ProQuest and look up studies which are very scientific and very, you know, involved as far as the technical terms, statistics, vocabulary. Most people don't get a kick out of reading a 20-page study on the health effects of uh, mining for natural gas. I mean, that's not just something that people that come from work tired at night will start digging into their computer to do. That's just not happening. they rather uh, the flip of a button with their remote control, turn their TV on within a few seconds, and boom, they got Dancing with the Stars. I mean, it's so much easier so much more entertaining for most people so it's just not gonna happen I mean unless these studies become mainstream as far as being turned into entertaining radio shows it's just uh, not gonna be something that people look forward to doing but the studies are comparatively few compared to behavioral science studies and natural studies and social science studies so uh, they are also lost in the uh, shuffle so that's why they don't gain as much attention as they deserve studies about uh, health effects and I will bring at least one or two or more of those studies to one of the shows and discuss exact numbers maybe uh, some of the top studies on the subject and uh, maybe I can bring highlights to back up some of the claims I'm making here which are very broad very conservative very general in nature so I'm not stating anything concretely as far as uh, exact facts and uh, how many people died because of such cause but with my experience and just going by common knowledge out there there are many thousands of cases of individuals especially workers that go sick and die on a yearly basis because of their work because of the tasks they perform at work directly related with energy resources mining this is just known oil and gas crude oil coal mining has very harmful effects on the health of humans is it controlled yes here in the united states especially it's highly controlled by osha by the epa and by various other institutions nist and others but even they have what they call thresholds or limit exposures they have limits to the exposure and not very many of them I will bring some specific examples, but very many of them still cause many health issues, even when uh, the exposure limit is uh, strictly followed. And as we know, many times this exposure limit is not followed, it's not controlled, it's not enforced. Even if it's claimed that it's followed, it's not enforced, it's not highly monitored. So there is really a lot of times not a way to know whether these exposure to harmful material limits are in fact being followed even though the regulations are in the books that does not mean that they're being followed that the companies are enforcing the following the adherence to these limits 
because it's contrary to the economic system where they operate. If you're operating in a for-profit system, which is uh, a system where about 90% of the world is operating under today or more, I mean, it's just not feasible to continuously and very closely follow safety regulations and regulations that protect human health in operations that produce funds and money for the company. Yes, they do protect. A lot of companies are honest and a lot of companies are protecting of their employees because sometimes they just look at them as assets. Sometimes it's human concern. Sometimes the companies have noble and honest and uh, fair management and ownership. But a lot of times they are not. They're not honest. They're not noble. And a lot of times it's all about the bottom line, which is many times a sad and very disturbing situation, especially for people that are vulnerable economically, socially, etc. Especially in third world countries, developing countries, China, India, Southeast Asia, Central and South American countries, developing countries, developing economies that have a lot of uh, lower income individuals that are just now emerging. Uh, many decades of suffering and vulnerability and abuse and exposure and are now for the first time making some money and no obscure and little known health issue is going to stop them from performing a job that although deemed dangerous they will happily do it they will happily perform the operation because their family futures depend on their income and now many times this is a sad case a very uh, mean and cruel practice by companies that take advantage of uh, the situation of these poor folks. They uh, strategically move in to uh, certain lower income areas knowing that the individuals that uh, live in these areas will readily seek employment in their companies. And this is their goal. This is why they move into these areas to begin with to basically exploit the uh, low income demand of these people and not only the low income but with low income comes low expectations. Low income comes low legal coverage for each individual. With low income, there's usually opportunity for abuse, opportunity for higher profit margin for the company. This is why they move into these, such as here in the south part of the United States, especially the southeast, where there is very low income areas, many parts in south Alabama, south Georgia, middle Georgia, Mississippi, some parts of Tennessee, and some parts of Louisiana. Many companies are moving into these areas, many large corporations, because of the lower income areas. And I have been personally introduced to many of these companies. I have worked for many of them. I have been exposed to all kinds of abuse. I know these people have been abused because I've experienced it. I've not only experienced it myself, what I've experienced is that other people that other people suffer through in these low-income areas where companies move in and they they're employed at very low wages, very poor working conditions, and a lot of times under very harmful working conditions, and uh, they're basically forced to perform harmful tasks, working with, for example, harmful materials, harmful equipment, tools, and in harmful locations, hot, cold, elevated deep underground, very poor air quality, you name it, the whole nine yards, it's there. To wrap up on the health problems caused by mining and the production of energy resources, coal production, oil and gas production produce very harmful byproducts and very harmful working conditions for 
worker. This is just commonly known and it only requires a quick search under one of the scientific journal depositories. There are many online. Moving on to the next topic about the social issues with the being part of the power structure, energy structure as it is, is conflict, war. Conflict is very often generated by resources, if not most of the time. This is according to many experts, notably Jack Fresco, which very readily, forcefully, has tried to spread the word to share the fact that resources is nine times out of ten, if not more, the source of conflict. Very quickly, just to name a few examples, Venezuela, one that's recent and close to home, here not far relatively from the United States, southern Gulf Coast, and I believe they are still one of the top importers of oil products here for the United States. Venezuela has historically been, ever since the discovery of their reserves, have been rocked by conflict and political struggle with Hugo Chavez over there. This is right there. Mainstream media news, look it up very large part of, of that struggle there which caused riots, conflict and very very close to going to war with neighboring nations like Colombia. Uh, all those problems were caused by in large part energy resources. This is just commonly known. Look it up if you need to. Peru, Chile, Brazil, I mean you name it. A lot of uh, South American countries that have some type of uh, energy resource, energy deposits, coal, oil, gas, wood, you name it, and it's there. Conflict is there. Political struggles, armed conflict, guerrillas, social upheaval, social uprising, social unrest, abuses by the government, not only domestic, foreign powers as well. Just to name one, the abuses that were uncovered in Chile, in large part because of their energy reserves, including metal, copper, and other resources. There have been many abuses there. And to finish up this episode 2 of Living Off the Grid in the City, I'll go ahead and quickly cover over the environmental disadvantages of being part of the current energy system. Just quickly, environmental catastrophes, environmental damage is common among energy companies, energy industries, more so than any other industry in general. And that's including manufacturing, that's including aircraft operations, space operations, you name it. There is no industry out there that is more harmful to the environment than the current energy system. Period. This is just a fact of life. Look it up. And just to go over some of the few examples of past environmental catastrophes, as I mentioned earlier in the last episode, the Gulf spill, the BP spill. Most recent example, major recent example. There has been others, lesser environmental damages and catastrophes since, but that's the one that most people remember. 2010, the biggest spill in history and the damage is still being accounted for today. It is not completely known what the damage is, but it's the worst in history. Bigger than Exxon Valdez in the late 80s. That's how big it is. Millions of barrels of oil just dumped into the ocean, killing and damaging 
all kinds of wildlife, all kinds of environmental habitats, reefs, marine life, coastal areas, you name it. If it's an environment that's out there connected to the sea directly in the Gulf area, it was damaged in some way or impacted at least by the Gulf spill, no question about it. Environmental disasters all over Africa are common and just a few clicks away in your favorite search engine. Sudan, West Africa, Ethiopia, South Africa, Ivory Coast. Look it up. It's all there. Oil spills, fires, contamination of uh, the ground. Not to go into health issues that has caused in the animal population and human since I just went over uh, that topic. Just to stay within the environment. Forests have been cut to barren deserts all over the continent of Africa, South America, Central America, the Caribbean islands. Timber wood was cut down in mass scale to where whole areas are just ravaged. And today they're just barren deserts. Dry land, unable to support any kind of agriculture or any significant wildlife because of over harvesting of trees, deforestation as they call it. The environmental impact that the energy industry as it is today, the environmental impact that this industry has had is just immense. It's out of this world and it would take many episodes as I will try to cover just this area alone. And uh, I will have to leave it there. I will pick this point up about the environment in several other episodes since like I said it will take a lot of uh, effort, time and talking points to cover this problem of environmental disaster, environment neglect, energy production. It's been a great time, have a great rest of your day. So been testing myself by the worst I've been pushing my mind to the most I've been loving the people around me But I'm so paranoid, I'm so paranoid Yeah